I wonder how many of you saw the motion picture National Treasure. My wife and I have seen that a couple times, and, well, we kind of like it. It's uh, the story about a mysterious journey to find a treasure that had been put away hundreds and hundreds of years before. Part of it relates to uh, this group of people stealing the Declaration of Independence here in the United States and believing that there's a, a secret code on the back that you can't see, but if you have these special lenses all of a sudden it reveals its secret. And I remember the scene where they find this ocular device and they begin to shift the lenses and all of a sudden it gives them all the information they needed to find the treasure, which before was not visible to them. Now there's a reason I'm starting this way because I think the way we look at scripture affects what we see in scripture. Do you know that when I first moved toward faith, there was a very serious performance expectation in the community of Christ. They still talked about grace, but grace seemed to be quite conditional, that God blessed us according to our efforts, according to, if you will, our performance. And so once I put on that lens and I go to Scripture— Sometimes that's all that I see. And I can say that's particularly true when you look at some of the scriptures that have been highlighted over the years out of the book of Romans, like all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the wages of sin are death. And then even when it goes on to talk about the gift of Christ, it then moves forward to talk about how we are obligated to renew our mind, that we can live obedient before the Lord. Now, there's always elements of truth in that. But there's something about that that skews a person's true vision of what God is saying to us through his word. Now, now remember this. Paul, the Apostle Paul, had worked hard to be not only a good Israelite, but very faithful as a leader of the law. He talks about that in the book of Philippians, where he was advancing beyond others in his time because of his diligence in learning and serving and being obedient to the law of God. Well, that's what makes it so amazing when you begin to read the book of Romans, and there are other writings, of course, Galatians falls in this, where Paul begins to go to great lengths to say this, the law might constrain sin, but there is no way the law is going to lead a person into righteousness. In other words, there is no amount of performance that's going to enable a person to stand before God in a righteousness that opens up the eternal treasures of God. And Paul makes that clear over and over again. He makes statements like in Romans uh, chapter 9, where he says this, that the Gentiles didn't pursue performance, didn't pursue righteousness, and yet they've obtained it because it's a righteousness that came by faith. Now, remember, their faith is in what Jesus did, in the life of Jesus, in the perfection of Jesus, 
in the work that Jesus did on their behalf. And so what Paul's saying is they've obtained this righteousness by believing in what Christ has said, not by performing. And then he goes on in this passage of Scripture and says, but the people of Israel, they pursued the law as a way of righteousness. In other words, they pursued performance as a way of righteousness, but they haven't obtained that righteousness, Paul says. And then he asked the question, why didn't they? Because they didn't pursue it by faith. They pursued it by performance. Do, do you hear what I'm saying here? This is, this is really an important point when it comes to the gospel of Christ and why it's such astounding, breathtaking good news. What scripture is saying to us is that all the benefits of the eternal kingdom become ours not because of our performance, but first and foremost, because we believe in what Christ did. We believe in his life. We believe he's the son of God. We believe that he crossed the universe in order to bring us back into union with God. And it's that faith, that trust, that belief that initiates a deep transformation inside of us And that's when we are declared righteous because of Jesus Christ. This is really, I think, a key point for us to hold on to. And there's a freedom in there. Now, obviously, once we come to Christ, the Lord wants us to align our life according to the values and virtues of the kingdom of God. He wants us to walk the way Jesus did in life. But walking the way Jesus did in life isn't the prerequisite to righteousness. It's the fruit of righteousness. It's what happens to us because we've had faith in Jesus and his ability to make us right with God, to enable us to have peace with God. Now, there's a passage also that In Romans 3, where Paul says something after he describes how this righteousness comes by faith, he says, where then is the boasting? I want you to think about it. When do people boast? When they've performed well, when they've accomplished something, when they've accrued a certain amount of possession or acclaim. I even boast in my grandchildren, but to be honest with you, when I'm boasting in my grandchildren, in some degree, I'm saying, well, look at me, look how I've done. That's what boasting about is about. And what Paul says in Romans chapter three is that our righteousness, our faith are completely linked together. And that's what gives us access to the kingdom of God. And so he says, where then is the boasting? I have no reason to boast, no reason to boast at all, because every good thing that has happened to me has come by the grace of God because of Jesus Christ, not because of me and my performance. These are the things that God freely gives us, which brings us a tremendous amount of freedom, because we don't have to worry that every single day God is redetermining whether we belong to him based on how We have performed all the wonderful provision of God is ours because we are his sons and we are his daughters. And that has come through having faith in Jesus. Now, I want to push this just a little further for today. So when you get to Romans chapter 5, 
Paul says this. I'm going to read just, uh, if you will, uh, one and a half verses. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, since we are justified before God, at peace with God, because not of performance, but because of faith in Christ, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do I have peace of God? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that says this, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. I want you to think about the word access, the phrase gained access. Think of it in any way you can. Think of it as an unbelievable banquet that only invited guests are able to attend. But you have, if you will, the pass to get in. Maybe think about a great treasure room, and you have the key. Or what I like to think about is a, a secret garden. And that I have gained access to that secret garden because of being a child of God through faith in Christ. No other reason, nothing else uh, affects that, just the fact that I'm God's child because I believe in what Jesus has done. And so in my mind, I have asked the Spirit to create this picture of this kind of secret garden. And as I walk toward it, the door swings open the way the door swung open in the prison. And as I step inside, everything in this secret garden is mine by grace. The virtues of the kingdom, the values of the kingdom, the mercy, the forgiveness, the union, it's all mine. But not mine because I've performed, and that's why I can't boast. It's mine because of Jesus and what he has done. And by the way, in that secret garden is what I need in order to be strengthened when things are difficult, when trials come my way. It's the place where I can be healed from the unprocessed wounds of the past and be healed from the effects of my own mistakes and my own sin. It's a place where there is an open heaven above me. And God's generosity is constant. There's beauty and wonder in this secret garden, if you will. And many people are trying to perform on the outside of that garden to receive the very things they can only get by faith within this garden. Because it's in this garden that we feel love and security and significance, where we're understood, where we're safe. And we gain access to that grace because of faith in Jesus Christ. You see, faith in Jesus Christ, I believe, Jesus, take me into your heart, it, it creates this internal transformation within us where all of a sudden, we are recognized as the very children of God. And that's our access point. Now, I've been thinking a lot about this notion of a secret garden, and I think God wants me to live in the world within the context of this garden. Oh, others can't see it. 
Yes, it's somewhat invisible, but if I can live, if I can abide there in this place of God's eternal love and generosity, then I'm able to walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walked away. And there are probably times, there are times when I wander away, but every time I come to that door, the access opens up before me because of faith in Christ. And what God wants us to do is to spend more and more and more time in that garden until we live there, confident of the light of Christ. I think the evil one works hard, and even works hard within the context of the church, to get us to believe that it is our performance that makes us right with God, even though Scripture is absolutely clear that that is not a case. It's not saying that sin doesn't hurt us. Of course it will. But what it is saying is that being right with God is not an act that occurs because of what I do. But it comes to me as a grace because of what Christ did. And that's why we become Jesus' people. That's why we are Christ-possessed. That's why we want him above all things. That's why the place in his heart is the place of our safety. And let me remind you of this. What Scripture says is, it is your faith in Christ that has enabled you to have access to this amazing place of grace, be it a party, a treasure room, be it a secret garden. You can go there because you belong to him. And being in that place is what will help you and what will help me walk the way of Jesus the way Jesus walked the way. I encourage you to look at those verses in chapter 5 of the book of Romans and ask God to give you the spiritual ocular device that enables you to see that it is not your performance, but your faith in Christ's performance that brings you the eternal treasures of God's kingdom.